I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, Peter Vlandish has been making big moves all year that have mattered for Rugby League. I've been his biggest supporter all year. I think the latest rule changes, I'm not too sure about them, but, you know, considering when he brought them out, I think it was late December, I'm kind of thinking that might have just been uh, to get some headlines around Rugby League again. I think it was a quiet period. I think that a lot of those rules are going to be reasonably irrelevant come the big time of the season, like the field goal one. I'm not going to see many people this year take, you know, two-point shots of field goals from 40 yards out. I think it might have just been a play to get people talking about rugby league again. But over the last few days, he's come out and he said a little bit more and he wants to bring back all the grades on one day. And for me, I know you're all probably expecting me to absolutely love this, but I'm a bit 50-50 to be honest with you. And you know, I mean, I love the idea of all three grades playing on the same day. It's like going back to the 70s. It's a whole day experience. It's great. And that's that's fine. But the reality is... I mean, like, I'm a huge fan myself. And if this was to happen, I'm sorry, I'm not going out at 11 a.m. for a 4 o'clock game. It's not going to happen. What I'll do, I'll probably go out for the second half of the second game. Yeah, and I'll watch that. And, I mean, that's what I used to do when I was growing up. If it was at the SFS or whatever, like, if if it was close to home, I'd go and watch, you know, it might be, you know, the Roosters and the Broncos playing at at 4 p.m. I'd get there at, I don't know, 2 o'clock and watch the second half of the New South Wales Cup or the Toyota Cup, whatever it was, and then lead into first grade. Uh, Now, the issue I have with the three games is that the reality is, I mean, as I said, if it's 4 o'clock and the first game starts at 11, at a 40-minute turnaround between games, they've got to swap dressing sheds. Teams have got to warm up. You've got to allow for extra injury time. You've got to, like, there's a heap of things you've got to allow for. If someone gets probably injured, they've got to get the ambulance up there. You know, a game can go for an extra 20, 25 minutes at time. So you've got to allow for those sort of things, which is why they have the big breaks between games, of course. And, you know, it turns into a really long day. And I think the reality is, and when I was growing up, you know, I might have mates that are playing in the under 20s that play before New South Wales Cup or whatever it is. And, the, and, and they might be the first game of the day. And I'd go and watch it. And, mate, there would be, there'd be a few hundred people there. And that was it. Whereas... You know, with the, especially the SFS when the Newtown Jets are under the Roosters, when they'd play there before games, there'd be no one there. But then you'd go out 
and you'd watch them at their home ground, you know, the next week, and mate, there'd, there'd be two or three thousand people there because it's that suburban footy sort of approach. And I, I just think that you'll be doing a disservice to a lot of these teams because the reality is no one wants to go to, you know, Homebush to watch the third grade South Sydney team when you could be watching them at Redfern Oval. I, I, I just think it's a little bit ridiculous and, you know, it might work at some stadiums, but for the vast majority, I think you're better off. I, I, I heavily back having the reserve grades. So I would have the New South Wales Cup teams playing before the first grade teams, but reality is at the moment that these teams don't all line up with each other. So there isn't a, in the New South Wales Cup, of course, there is going to be the Jersey flag, which is going to have all the teams. I think it's an under-23 system or under-21s. Uh, whatever the numbers might be, it's um, it's irrelevant. Whatever the numbers might be, each team's going to have their own side. And I think that's going to work well. I would have that game. But I mean, to have then the under-18s, I just think it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch, to be honest with you. I think it's one of those things, it, it's like the draft system. In theory, it's great. It's fantastic. How good's that? In reality, no one has time to go and spend seven hours at the football. I, I just think it's unrealistic. There will be diehard fans that I understand, yes, you'll get around it, and I I apologize to you guys for being negative on this, but the vast majority won't, and I, I just reckon you'll get more fans going to Redfern, for example, to watch third-grade South Sydney on the Saturday Arvo than you'll get on Sunday at 11 a.m. going to watch them at Homebush. It just seems a little bit crazy to me, and I think that... You know, for the locals in Redfern, for example, I think it's much better to have it at Redfern Oval than out there. And to, to me, I think this is a classic, like, it sounds great. I mean, on grand final day, you know, I get there when gates open at 11 a.m., 12, you know, 12 p.m. or whatever. And, mate, I, I'm one of, I don't know, 150 people there, and that's the grand final. I'm sorry, like, you all want to tell me, oh, yeah, I'd go there all day, I'd watch it. You don't. You don't do it. You simply don't. Don't tell me you do because you don't. I'm there on the biggest day of the year when the gates open. There's no one there. There's no one there watching footy. You've got the, the you know, the friends and family of the players that I'm sorry if it was at, you know, Leichhardt Oval, if it was at Redfern Oval, they'd be there anyway. And you pull so many more fans when you've got them at those, those boutique little stadiums that more people can go to, that it's easily accessible, that it's at a more logical time. Just, I, I think this is a classic. We we love to think it works. In reality, it won't. Have two, have one grade before first grade. Don't have two grades before it. It's ridiculous. Find a way to try and shorten that time. You know the turnaround. I don't know how you do it. I imagine it's very tough. I know that like with the stadium turnovers, they used to do it at, at the SFS back in the day when they had under twenties before first grade. The twenties would warm up in the sheds. Uh, before they ran out, they'd put all their bags and all their stuff into a big trolley and they'd wheel it out um, to the to the cricket nets across the road. And then when, when their game was finished, they'd go straight there. They wouldn't go into the change rooms because first grade had already been there. Getting themselves ready, that's one way to go about it. But not every stadium has two or three change rooms. You know, the, the SFS was unique because it had the SCG next door. They're not all that lucky. So I, I just, there, there's a lot of thoughts going to this. And obviously the first grade has to take priority. First grade has to be in those sheds an hour and a half before kickoff. Everything has to be available. They have to set everything up. So there's a lot to it. And it's not as easy as saying, oh, let's just do all three grades. It's great. Those boutique, you know, those those little stadiums that are, are around, you know, Sydney and whatnot, they, they need to have footy being played there. Yeah, it's their home ground. They need to be playing there. There's there's shops that function out of those places. There's all There's all these little aspects that I think, this idea sort of overlooks for the very minimal who are diehard fans that will get out to ANZ Stadium at 11am for a 4 o'clock kickoff. It's just, 
of a false narrative for me, and I might get a, put, a, a, a bit of pushback for this, but I'm, I'm sorry if there's many of you that every Sunday will go to ANZ Stadium at 11 a.m. instead of 3.30 for a 4 o'clock game, please send me a message. I'd love to see how many of you there are. But like the idea of it, that's fine. If you're legitimately going to do it every single Sunday, which I hear people say all the time, I will, they don't do it. They simply don't. I'm there on grand final day, the biggest day of the year, and people don't do it. Don't tell me you're doing it every other Sunday. It's ridiculous. I just can't see this working. I think it's a bit of a false narrative. I think it's a bit of a dream escape, to be honest with you. I like having the reserve grade before. I think that'll work well. But you've got to have every team in the system with the, with the same team. You've got to be able to have the same draws, which is hard because, you know, you've got state of origin, you've got buys, you've got all this sort of stuff. It's not easy. It is hard to do. It is really, really tough to do. And it's even tougher to do with COVID, realistically. It's a lot of money. You know, for the New Zealand Warriors to have to spend to bring a team over here, yeah, it's it's double the money all of a sudden. And you got to remember, too, a lot of these guys, some of them are on first-grade contracts. Some of them aren't. Most of them are have, 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 have got a full-time job outside of rugby league. So for them to move to Australia for six months to play footy for not much coin, it's pretty tough on their family. So there's a lot to consider here. I think that people are going to hear about this. They're going to get that nostalgia feeling, going, oh, my God, how good. It's so exciting. But I just don't think... Post round six, you're going to show up every Sunday from 11 until 6.30, essentially. It is a long slog there, yeah, especially early in the season when it's still hot. Then you get to the back end of the season, it's cold, it's rainy. You're not going to sit there for eight hours. It's ridiculous. I love the idea. I love that we're moving towards having, you know, a better rugby league community, and this is the way to go about it. But I think it needs to be adjusted. I think you have two games. You have reserve grade or under-23s, whatever the hell it's called, whichever comp it is where they have the same teams in first grade, um, before the first grade game, you try and minimise the, you know, the turnaround between the two games because that that's the killer. When you have to sit there for 45 minutes with nothing doing in the sun earlier in the season, that is the real killer. That's a lot of the reason why people don't go to these games. And you got to remember too now, a lot of teams like to warm up on the field, so they have to wait for that game to finish, then go out, out onto the field. I mean, you look at ANZ Stadium, they've got, got a, a, a field that's like out the back. They have to walk there. You know, teams don't tend to use, they tend to warm up on the field a lot. And, you know, that takes time as well. And yes, you can watch that and that's fine, but I think there has to be a lot done. Either you need to get some pre-game entertainment that's actually engaging and entertaining or you, you just need to find a way to shorten the turnaround between games. I mean, I love the way Vlandis is thinking, but there's some tinkering to be done. And I think having three games on the one day, I think it's a little bit over the top. I think it's a false narrative that people buy into. Then the reality comes and they're sitting in the stands for eight hours and they're a little bit over it, to be honest with you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
acast.com. <laughs>